0: A little bit of an encore in there. I appreciate that. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Have you ever been at a symphony and you all start clapping before it's done? Uh, thank you. Thank you, Miss Debbie. Church of the Warm Heart, good morning. good morning. Great to have you on this beautiful Sunday morning. My name is Michael Beneshek, a senior pastor here at Church of the Warm Heart. Just, it's just a blessing to have you with us. Sign in. Let us know you're here. In every row, in every pew, there is a red booklet looks a whole lot like this, sign in, pass it on down the row. That way you could also snoop on the people sitting next to you and get to know their names as well. If you're joining us online, we are, we are blessed to have you with us. We got folk watching today from uh, West Coast, East Coast, up North, down South, Hawaii. I know that's in there today. And we uh, I just found out the other day that we got a faithful, faithful household watching from the Dalles, Oregon. Uh, they've been watching for quite some time. So hello to the Dalles. Uh, we appreciate you being with us today. Uh, about once a month, we like to say hi to our online folk. Can you do me a favor and just turn around and look at the camera up there and just wave? Good morning. Good morning. We are, you're a part of our church and we are, we are thankful for that just a few announcements today. We have communion today, uh, the first Sunday of the month. Uh, so if you are at home, have your communion elements ready, and we will bless them through the, through the old internet here uh, later on in the service. Um, Pastor Pete? No, but, but I, I, I lied. Pastor Pete, have a seat for one second, because I forgot Ed. Ed, you were in charge last night of the Manly Men doing the 76th annual Groundhog Feed. Thanks
1: to everybody who, all the volunteers that spent all day yesterday getting the groundhog ready, and, and for the rest of you who came out to spend some time with us and have dinner with us. We really appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Thank
0: you. Thank you, Pete. Thank you Pete.
2: Up and down. Up and Up down. down. Feels Up like down. church. Church of the Warm Heart is blessed with a music ministry that is deep and abiding. The bells just gave us an example of that. Have you ever thought what it would be like if you played bells? Yeah, I dreamt about it once, and I was always, oops, oops, always just that half beat behind, you know? That's why I don't play bells. But if you really like bells, there's a Snake River Handbell Conference happening this Saturday, the 10th at 6.30 at the Central Elementary Gym in Nampa. And if you really enjoy bells, go to this, because it's going to be amazing.
0: Now, our bells so, are going to be there, right?
2: They are? Yeah. I, I was yeah. not sure I could ask. They are? Oh, okay. I didn't want to ask and say, well, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be there? See, we got to go Alf. So it's next Saturday, uh, the 10th at 6.30 at the Central Elementary Gym in Nampa, corner of 15th Avenue and 6th Street South. Do you want to write that down? No, no, that's okay. Other announcements that I'm looking at with you Ash Wednesday is coming up, and uh, Youth Sunday is next Sunday, I believe, right? Yeah. And uh, we're going to have pancakes on February 10th. Oh my gosh, that's a big weekend. Pancakes in the morning, handbells in the evening. The... The doesn't get better than that, does it? <laughs> A great weekend coming up. And Pastor Jen has an announcement for us.
3: Good morning, church. Good morning. Hey, Pastor. Yes, Jen. Did you know that you cannot spell Valentine without Lent? Yeah, it's in there. It's in there. It's in there. Did you know that Lent begins on Ash Wednesday, which happens to be Valentine's Day? And so this year, we're going to do something a little bit different. I know. Do we like change? (laughs) Well, Lent is all about your personal relationship with God and your own personal faith journey. So this year, this is what we're going to do. We are going to follow this devotional book. There's information about this book in the newsletter and on the e-blast. Here's the part that's really different. For those that are participating in our Lenten study this year, which is based on this book, you need to order your own book, and it's available on Amazon. Now, if you need help getting the book, let the church office know, and we can be sure to make sure that you get the book that you need. But for those participating, once again, it's important to order your own book. This is a personal devotional that you will do throughout Lent, and then on a weekly basis, for those that want to participate in group discussions, we will be meeting starting February 21st for six weeks. And then on the final session, once again, something new, I know, we're going we're gonna to have Stations of the Cross, and that last session will be Stations of the Cross here in the sanctuary, and then we will keep those up through Maundy Thursday when we have our potluck. So if you go over into the FLC, the Adult Discipleship Bulletin Board, you will see a Lent calendar, The nice thing about this book is it has action items for each day that they encourage you to do. I've adapted those and put them into a calendar so that you can see day by day. Like for example, one of them is let go and let God. I don't
0: wanna let go, I don't wanna let God.
3: You don't.
0: So I need this calendar is what you're saying.
3: You might need the calendar, but also know that this is a personal journey. So if you don't wanna let go and let God for that day, that's okay. That's between you and God. So please let us know if you do participate, do want to participate in the Lenten study. I am asking that you let the office know. So at least we have an idea of how many participants. And when you do that, and if you do need a book, let us know, because I will be sure to order you a book. But overall, I'm just asking folks to get their own book in preparation for it. Thank you. Thank you.
2: remain standing and join in the affirmation of faith. You'll find it in the hymnal on page 881 or on the screen. Please join your voices with mine. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. On the third day he rose from the dead and ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of body, and their life everlasting. Amen. Please be seated,
0: unless you're a kiddo like fifth grade on down, come on down. nice little crowd today. Good to see you. Welcome, welcome, welcome. <gasps> Did you know that we have candles here at church? Yeah. yeah. We got two of them up here on the altar. Do you know why we have candles? Yeah. No. no? Yes? Yeah. So, yeah. never, they never go out, do they? Uh, <laughs> actually, these go out. We blow them out, and then uh, your dad actually refills them every Sunday, so we give thanks for him for doing that. I did have a church that had an everlasting candle that was supposed to stay lit like forever and ever and ever. And we added the juice uh, down below and it just stayed lit as long as I've been there. So it went five years without without going out. That was kind of cool. Well, we have candles here at church for a couple of reasons. So a long time ago, Bible times, even well before Jesus, they would do special offerings on the altar. And this is our altar, the big box up here. And they would have, they would have uh, food offerings and then they would burn the food and so the smoke would go up to God. Have you ever walked by someone's house or you have this in your backyard where the grill's going and it just smells so good? Do you ever have food that just smells, you don't have food that smells good? Yum, 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 I bet you do. Yum, I bet you do. Yum, yeah, yeah, yum, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, there's times that we're walking out and we can smell someone grilling and like, ooh, that's not, We we need to make friends with these people. Yeah. <laughs> Anchovies? Don't like anchovies. Um, can't do anchovies. And so there was a fire on the altar, and, it would, and the smoke would go up to God as an offering so God can smell it. So fast forward a couple hundred years, a couple thousand years, actually, a thousand years, 1,200 years. Um, they, didn't do the off, they, they didn't do those kind of uh, sacrifices anymore, but they kept a light on the altar to symbolize the presence of God. It's pretty simple. Light. Jesus himself said light. Uh, he was the light of the world. And we are pretty, yeah, I know some of you were trying to blow it out, so I would you know, go like this, so you can't blow it out. Awesome. Uh, but a long time, after Jesus' time, they would, the, the Christians would, would, would worship, but they had to do it in secret because it was, uh, they weren't exactly welcome in the empire, let's say. And Sundays were still were a work day in the Roman Empire, and so they had to go to worship before they went to work. And it was dark, so they would have candles. And uh, whoever's upstairs, who's in charge of lights, can you kill all the lights for me? And eleven car- <gasps> ooh. And they would worship. They had to worship in the dark, and so they had to have candles to see. I know. Isn't the light beautiful with the light coming in too? Yeah. But they would have candles and they would put it on the altar so ever so they could read the good book. Yeah. Alright, you can turn the lights back on, thank you. Pretty fancy fancy, huh? Yep. But for us today, the light represents Christ. The light of the world who has come into the and who has come into the world. And is it a fancy light? Is it fancy?
1: Yeah.
0: It might be a fancy candle, but it's not like pyrotechnics, it's not like fireworks, it's not something huge and amazing that you might see at a concert or at a game, but Christ keeps it simple for us, just a simple candle, a simple flame, just like we are also the light of the world, pretty simple, pretty plain. Can you pray with me today? Let's pray. God above, we we give thanks that you provide light in dark places. That you provide hope when we have none. That you provide love in times when we're not so lovable. Be the light of our world so that we might be the light to those around us. And the family of God said, amen. Amen. Thanks for coming down today. to invite those who are joining our church to come up at this time, for those who are at our moon membership class uh, last week or who called uh, just the other day, come on up. Today we celebrate our unity as the body of Christ. We are widening the table through the joyful welcome of new members, affirming our our faith together. We're going to make a line right here and we're gonna face those folk out there. Good to see you, thank you. Thank you, Carolee. Here you are. Thank you. Well, let me introduce who's up here today. I'm not gonna do it in order that you're standing. You guys look nice, you like military, you're all lined up, <laughs> you're, you're great. Uh, So, uh, Mary, 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 Mary Emberton. Everyone say hi, Mary. Hi, Mary. Mary was born in California, grew up here in Idaho, part of the LDS Church in Nampa, as well as Church of the Rock. She enjoys her grandchildren painting crafts of all kind. Her husband passed away about six years ago, lives over in La Playa, moved in not too long ago in her current room. uh, The person who was there before, maybe you remember the name, Norma Gale. Yeah. So there you go. (laughs) Clap for Norma. Uh, Yvonne Martineau. Martineau? Martineau? No. Either way. Martineau. Thank you. Everyone say, hi, Yvonne. Hi, Yvonne. Born and raised in Nampa, is a cousin to Mary right there. Moved to Meridian not that long ago. There might be some grandkids in the area that helped spurred that move here. Her husband passed away in June. She worked at Winco for 20 years and then went to real estate for a dozen or so years before retirement. Welcome, Yvonne. Karen Gempler. Everyone say hi, Karen. Hi, Karen. Born and raised on a farm in Springfield, Minnesota. I think we have, do we have any other Minnesota people out here? Yeah, I know we had one. There we go. Karen was a part of the Missouri Synod Lutheran Church. The closest uh, Missouri Synod church to her was 30 miles away, so every Sunday, the family would hop in the Old jalopy and and head off to church 30 miles away. She and her husband moved here to Idaho many a year ago. Uh, She worked at Pioneer Federal Credit Union, have some kids and grandkids in the area. Both Karen and Steve come to us from the Shepherd of the Valley Church. And uh, she's connected to Steve, Steve Gimpler. Everyone say hi, Steve. Hi, Steve. Easy to tell who's Steve today, he's the the one guy up here. (laughs) Raised Catholic in Minnesota, served his country in the Air Force during Vietnam. Thank you for your service. Out here in Idaho, became an electrician, later joined the all, listen to that word, all-volunteer fire department in Meridian. We had one traffic light, 5,800 people, A couple of notable facts, Steve was the very first firefighter hired by Meridian when we moved away from volunteer staff. Uh, He retired as captain. Who knows how many calls over all those years, but he did say he'd deliver four babies in the line of service. There you go. Linda, Linda Long. There's Linda. Everyone say hi, Linda. Linda. Linda's Linda's been a member here before. (laughs) Originally from Montana, but she's been here for 40 years. Grew up Catholic, married a Methodist. That would make you a Cathodist or a Metholic, somewhere in in between there. Uh, We had her husband's service here about a year ago. Linda works over at Blue Cross of Idaho, and she joins us from Whitney United Methodist Church. And Joy, Joy Keefe. There's Joy. Everyone say hi, Joy. Hi, Joy. Was born in California. Uh, was a child care teacher for many years and married for many years as well before her husband passed a while back. Here in Meridian, to be close to kids and grandkids, also lives over at La Playa. How many people here live at La Playa? One, two, we got three three of them. Lenny La Playa people out here. Yeah, got a few as well. Uh, She likes crafts, walks, and is part of the fit and fall proof class. We have Cheyenne, Hey, everyone say hi, Cheyenne. Hi, <laughs> Cheyenne. Cheyenne found us a few months back, grew up in a small town west of Seattle. Later on, moved to Tennessee, and when you move to Tennessee, they ask you two questions. What's your name, and what church do you go to? <laughs> Cheyenne has a couple of kids here in Idaho, and this is a bit of a restart to her life, and she appreciates the warm nature of, of our church. You are all huggers <laughs> and smilers. Can you turn to your neighbor and just smile? Just, just, to... there you go. Welcome, Cheyenne. We are happy to be a part of this, this next chapter in your journey. And we had a phone call, had a phone call just, uh, just the other day saying, how do I get in on this new membership thing? And so uh, Betty Price is here. Here's Betty. Everyone say hi, Betty. Hi. I didn't get a whole lot of information on Betty, but she's also over at La Playa, and I got a feeling that you've been coming here longer than I've been alive. <laughs> <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Everybody, we all said hi to Betty, so welcome, welcome, welcome. I do have two questions for all of you here today. As members of Christ's Universal Church, will you be loyal to the United Methodist Church and do all in your power to uphold its ministries? If so, please say, I will. I will. And as members of this congregation, will you faithfully participate in its ministries by your prayers, your presence, your gifts, your service, and your witness? If so, please say, I will. Members of the household of God, I commend these people to your love and care. Do all in your power to increase their faith, to confirm their hope, and perfect them in love. And we have a promise back to them upon the screen. We give thanks for all that God has already given you and we love you Christian love. As members together with you in the body of Christ and in this congregation of the United Methodist Church, we will participate in its ministries by our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our service, and our witness. That in everything, God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. Pastor Jen is going to pass out uh, membership certificates as well as a card from our card makers to welcome you. But, congregation, could you please welcome them to our family? Affairs?
3: What are the prayers of our church family this morning? This is a time of our service where we take a moment to center our mind and our spirits to receive the message. If you have something that is on your heart that you would like to share with one another, please feel free to share that aloud. And then I will lead us in our pastoral prayer, which will be a very simple prayer this morning. And then the Lord's Prayer, which the words will be on the screen. For Michael. Let us pray. Gracious Amen. and loving God, thank you for this day and for the simple gifts in our lives. Teach us to live humbly, to acquire only that which we need, to let go of what we don't need, and to share and give with generous hearts. In all things, Lord, may we learn to put your kingdom first. And today, Lord, we come together as your people to pray as Jesus taught his disciples to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen.
2: Our scripture this morning is mostly from the Hebrew scriptures from the one book that we all have read so often and go to for care and comfort often, Leviticus. (laughs) These are good words from Leviticus. It's an ancient text. Count off seven Sabbath years, seven times seven years, so that the seven Sabbath years amount to a period of 49 years. Then have the trumpets sounded everywhere on the 10th day of the 7th month. On the day of atonement, should the trumpet sound the trumpet throughout your land. Consecrate the 50th year and proclaim liberty throughout the land to all its inhabitants. It shall be a, a jubilee for you. Each of you is to return to your family property and to your own clan. The 50th year shall be a jubilee for you. Do not sow. Do not reap what grows of itself or harvest the intended vines, for it is a jubilee, and it is to be holy for you. Eat only what is taken directly from the fields. In this year of jubilee, everyone is to return to their own property. The land must not be sold permanently, because the land is mine, and you reside in my land as foreigners and strangers." And then from Paul's letter to the church in Corinth, one very short and pithy line. For God is not a God of disorder, but of peace, as in all the congregations of the Lord's people. May the Lord's blessings be added to the reading of his word.
0: So, we are in the middle of a sermon series. Uh, the pastor saw his shadow last week, and so there's six more weeks of a study coming up. And we're in simplicity. So, so back in my heathen days, we used to have poker parties at our house. Can I hear a, a sound of shock? I know. We'd invite folk over, mostly cousins and, and, and close friends, and we'd play for nickels, dimes, and pennies, because that's what we had. Uh, it, was, it was more for a chance for the get-togethers, but we'd play different variations of card games. John Wesley would be rolling over in his grave right now. And if my cousin Scott was there, sometime in the night, my cousin Scott would say, "'Let me teach you a new game.'" And he was wiser in the ways of the world in these sorts of games, and he would teach us something new. But it was just so complicated. Uh, twos are wild. Sevens are eights if there's a nine showing. Aces are worth double on Tuesdays, and if you're wearing blue, your aunties triple. And uh, I'm stretching the truth a little bit, but but not my much. And at the end of the at the end of the night, we discovered that the complicated games that Scott showed us should have been called, Scott takes your money. (laughs) Because nobody knows what's going on. No one knows how to play. It's one of the mottos that we still have in our house. Why can't it just be simple? Everything we do, do, do your projects take three times longer than they should and cost three times more? Just why can't it be simple? We have books on books and books on how to make life more simple. We need storage at our house for things that make our life more simple. Mary Konda would ask if, if what we have brings us joy. We work on storage in our house. We need storage for this, storage for that. We don't have a storage problem. We have a too much stuff problem. Too much stuff in our house. Too much stuff on our calendar. Too much stuff going on up here all the time. Three o'clock in the morning, why can't I turn it off? Just, it just keeps going and going and going. Well, the scripture that, uh, from, from the book that Pastor Pete must apparently love, Leviticus, uh, is, shares with one attempt to keep life simple. Jubilee. When the Israelites entered the promised land... They all got a piece of the land. So there's the map. And uh, Manasseh has over here. And Naphtali's got up there. Reuben's got down there. Simeon's and a little island in the middle of Judah down there. Every tribe got their place. And every place had a tribe. Let's keep it simple. This is what you get. This is what you get based on your population, based on the needs of the land. And uh, every, fa- every tribe's allotted... A section of land and every tribe allotted to their families. This is your peace. This is your peace. Kind of like when we came out here on the old Oregon Trail, right? We, we filed our claims and this is, this is our peace. And you could do what you want with your land. Buy, sell, trade. But according to Leviticus, every 50 years... Uh, Sabbath, you know, Sabbath seven, right? Sabbath seven. So, so every every six years they do. Uh, they would have the land, and the seventh year was a Sabbath year. Don't plant anything. The land's got to rest. They didn't know about crop rotation. They didn't know how to put nitrates back in, and so that was the way to heal the land for the next for the next year. Every seven years, and so they, the Lord said, every seven years do this, but every seven seventh, forty nine years. The next year is going to be the big one, Jubilee. Some of you might not even see a Jubilee, uh, but maybe you'll get to one. And uh, to to the people back then, uh, every fifty years, the land reverted back to the original family. The passage, the passage that he that Pete read for us was on, It's on our Liberty Bell. Proclaim liberty throughout all the land and unto all the inhabitants thereof. So what this meant was this, if the, I'm going to use our, our, our names, if smiths own the land in the beginning, in 50 years, the smiths and their heirs are going to get the land back. So if you bought property somewhere in there, you're not really buying it, you're only renting it for whatever, how many years are left until the next Jubilee, and the land goes back. And if you collected slaves or indentured servants during during those years, on the 50th year, guess what? They're free. The hope was that it would be impossible for a small group of people to gobble up all the land rights, to gobble up slaves for generations. They, They had their taste of Pharaoh. They don't want to go back to Pharaoh. Let's go back to something simple. Where every 50 years there's a reset, and the playing field made level again. Do you know how many times that we have recorded in, in, in Israel's history that they actually did this? None. They didn't do it. It's in there, but they, they proclaimed jubilee, but they didn't give the land back, and they didn't let the, their servants go, and they, life gets too complicated over 50 years. It was a nice idea, but never enforced. Why can't it just be simple? Even though it is true that life can be complex, the common people who heard Jesus heard him gladly because they knew what he was saying. Jesus kept it simple. He had the gift of simplicity. Uh, we we got four slides here we're going to do one by one. So he said, love thy neighbor. He did not say, display empathy in a psychotic ethnocentricity. He kept it simple. He said, fear not, I have overcome the world. He did not say, unlock your inner self. The existential predicament has been transcended. (laughs) Simple. Right? Simplified everything he touched. Paul says this in, uh, in, in one of his letters. It's, it's, it's better to say five words that people understand than 10,000 of, of gibberish. Simplicity is best. Jesus simplified everything he touched. The Old Testament saints, in, in this book of Leviticus and number and Deuteronomy and Exodus, they had 600-plus laws to follow. But thank God, Moses came down with 10. I can follow 10. Jesus even simplified it down to two, right? Love God, love neighbor. Even when things are down to two, Jesus is still saying, simplify, simplify, cut it down to only one as Lord. Henry David Thoreau said this, simplify, simplify, simplify I say let your affairs be as two or three not a hundred or a thousand instead of a million count half a dozen and keep your accounts on a thumbnail keep your life as simple as possible Jesus went beyond this and said your life is a complicated mess until you cut it down to one loyalty and that loyalty is to God he ends the chapter, uh, the Sermon on the Mount anyway, that says, don't, don't worry about so many things. Simplify by seeking the kingdom of God first, and then all these other things will take place. The, the complex puzzle of life will come together. Don't reach out for tomorrow, but keep it simple. Today is enough. Today is enough. Even our faith is simple. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved. It's too simple, right? We want to complicate things. We want to overcomplicate the gospel. Add a few other requirements here and there to give us a measure of power, a sense of superiority. But the simple gospel puts us all back on the same level. Do you believe in Christ? You will be saved. I didn't ask you your politics, I didn't ask you your pronouns, I didn't ask you what you made, I didn't ask you where you lived. Do you believe? It's that simple. Proclaim jubilee. So I I know I'm running out of time because we got communion, but I just want to give you a couple ways to simplify your life. Okay? Number one, declutter your house. (laughs) You have too much stuff. Steph and I, we have lived in eight houses in 26 years together houses Hauling stuff around the country every few years. And every move, I don't know if you've done this, but every move, we go, we, all right, you got, we got this box. Open. We haven't opened this box in three houses. Right? And we just take it to the next house. Right? When's the last time we used the quesadilla maker or, or the walker? I'll, I'll, I'll complain about stuff in the kitchen. Why do we need this? Why do we need that? And then she'll look in the garage. Why do we need this? Why do we like, oh, oh, oh. I need three circular saws. I need. (laughs)
3: Simplify.
0: Right? Like I said, we don't have a storage problem. We got a too much stuff problem. Number two, value the people that you value. Stop hanging around the people who tear you down. (laughs) Sounds simple. It's my spouse. No, you got to. All right, that's something else. But stay in contact with family and friends. If you haven't talked to a good friend in a couple of weeks, couple of months, couple of years, maybe it's time. Phone call out of the blue. It's amazing. These, these, these things that we call phones. I got mine over there. Phone. No one calls anybody anymore. <laughs> call someone. Hey, I was just thinking about you. Number three, get your finances in order. <laughs> In order, I didn't say figure it out, but just get them in order. (laughs) Know what you got coming in. Know what you got going out. Um, Let your spouse know if if that is your household. Um, God is not a god of disorder, but of peace. Disorder and peacefulness are opposites. And too many times, we, we had a, a few widows up here, and, and, and my heart goes out to all your families, but too many times I hear, he did everything. Now he's gone, and I don't know anything about our finances. I don't even know what bank we bank at. I don't know our passwords. Now I'm locked out of the accounts. I don't know how you do it at our house, but we have, I probably shouldn't tell you this, on the back of our fridge, on our magnet, is every single password that we have. We got like three pages of passwords. I call it if I croak file. Or if I croak, my wife can go to this thing. Just have it because too many times in my office, I don't even know if we have life insurance. And if we do, I don't know how we find it, right? State Farm did a study a long time ago that a quarter of all life insurance policies go unclaimed because the, the person who got it never told anybody that he got it. And State Farm ain't calling, hey, do we owe you cash? They're not doing that. Check, check your will. Is it what you wanted to say? I, uh, I, I once knew a guy who got divorced, remarried, never changed the life insurance uh, beneficiary. Um, and at his death, his ex-wife got $500,000. Not his new wife, his ex-wife, because he never changed it. Do you need all your streaming services? Netflix, Hulu, Disney, Pandora, Spotify. How many more can we get? I had to to get Peacock Plus to watch an NFL game two weeks ago or last week. Complicated. Last one, last one today. And I'm I'm stealing these from Psychology Today magazine. (laughs) Gain control over your time. You have time. You are in charge of your own calendar. Your time is your life. How you spend your time is your life. So when you surrender control of your calendar to other people, you put them in control of your destiny. And our digital world, I love it, but man, it has broken down the boundaries of normal time uh, when we interact at work or when we act with other people or uh, when you eat. Don't, don't you, didn't you hate it back in the day when the phone call rang? You know, dinner and it's a telemarketer and you're like, we're eating. And now we sit at the table and we just fiddle with our phones or we're doing other stuff instead of talking to the people next to us. Next time you go to a restaurant, look around, see who's talking and see who's just looking down. You're in charge of your time. It's amazing. People say, I don't have enough time and then their phone breaks and like, I'm so bored. (laughs) We all have the same amount of time. Life may not be simple, but the Lord of life is. Love may not be simple, but the Lord of love is. The more we truly surrender to Christ, the more we will set ourselves free from the burdens of complexity to just enjoy the the beauty of simplicity. It's as simple as that, and our lives can proclaim jubilee. And the family of God said, Amen. Jesus, when he wanted to give his disciples a, a part of him or a metaphor about his life or how to remember me, he chose something simple that could be found in every house throughout the land. He took bread. And he gave Thanks. And he broke the bread and he said, take and eat all of you. This is my body given to you. And after the meal, he took the cup and he poured out the fruit of the vine and he said, take and drink all of you. This is my blood shed for you. For the forgiveness of sins, do this in my name. A simple cup, a simple meal. And we call it communion. The important thing is, is is not so much the bread or not so much the, the wine, but the fact that we do it together. When you do this, when you do this in my name, come together, join in the meal, and be together once again. And as we come to the offertory, a word of thanks to those who faithfully participate to the giving to the ministries of this church, you make this this all happen. We also use a lot of volunteers in many different areas. And one volunteer I just uh, want to highlight, just a volunteer opportunity, if you wonder how we get the cups and how we get the bread and how we do all that, uh, the ministry staff, we take care of that during uh, yesterday, today, that kind of thing. If you would like to help with communion, if you'd like to help... Uh, bake the bread. If you'd like to bake bread for communion, if you'd like to help fill the cups, uh, we would love to use you. Uh, Just let me know if that's something that God has on your heart to help with communion. Let us receive the offertory with the gift of music. Thank you. Let us stand for our doxology. Song, I wanted that old shaker tune. uh, Tis the gift to be simple. Simple gifts. Uh, My great great grandpa was a shaker in eastern Pennsylvania and came from that line. And so I opened up our hymnal and we don't have it. (laughs) So we looked for another hymnal and we finally found it in a hymnal. Why can't it be simple? And it only has one verse, it's just a simple song. With one verse, I thought, we got to do a little bit more than that. So I wanted two or three. We finally found one that had two or three, but we didn't have the CCLR rights to it. So we couldn't use it. So, we, so Debbie, bless her heart, she contacted the publisher, hunted them down. Can we use these other lyrics and the amount of paperwork that she had to do to find these verses? And then by the time we got done with her, they said, we'll get back to you in four weeks. Like, why can't it be simple? So we're going to sing simple gifts and one of our ministry staff added another verse. They made it up just for today. So let's, let's sing together. coffee hour and snacks just right outside these doors to the left across the alley you'll see our family life center please join us it is birthday sunday who has a february birthday february birthday awesome wonderful you have a special table set up for you thank you cindy Cabina. may the god that brought us together go with us that our life might be simple that our love might be simple That our walk with Christ might be simple. That he is our God and we are his people. Amen.